0: Fans of the North-South Connection and Seven Months of Danger podcast, we would like to put out this statement of apology for the fact that the guys we have here on the pod have gotten away from the fact that this is supposed to be a very serious podcast and that it isn't a time for laughter or irreverence. Due to his obscene amount of both of these things on the previous episode, we have decided to suspend Logan Crosland for tonight's proceedings. Again, we apologize greatly if this affected your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a listener, and have a great day. A danger, a little stranger, and give you a Ladies and gentlemen, give the danger,
3: next United little States little Heavyweight Champion, Ravaging Rick There's nothing in my dream, just some ugly memory.
0: Kiss me like the
3: ocean breeze.
0: Please welcome the newest
2: members of the Dangerous Alliance. Anderson and Larry
3: Zabisco will
0: be my lover.
3: The world's greatest athlete and
2: newest member of the Dangerous Alliance, the world's TV champion, stunning Steve
3: Austin. Nothing
0: left alive.
2: Please welcome one of sting's best friends and the little stinger himself
3: ladies and gentlemen beautiful Bobby done <laughs>
2: Up. it's not an army, it's not a stable, and it's not a family, it's an alliance of businessmen who will bring WCW down to its knees.
1: North-South Connection, welcome to episode number 21 of the 7 Months of Danger podcast. I am your host, Sean Kidd, and tonight we are in our final three episodes, and we are covering April 19th through May 19th. Of 1992 in the journey of the Dangerous Alliance. Uh, as always, I am joined by my co-host up first, Logan Crossan. How are you tonight?
0: Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Shano. I am Jason Hervey, and I'm here joining you guys on my favorite podcast.
1: Oh, my goodness. Jason Hervey is joining us instead of Logan tonight. Uh, Jason Hervey uh, predominantly in one of our featured matches tonight. So, Jason, very happy to have you here tonight.
0: You're damn right. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Uh, I'm glad you are because I don't necessarily know if my other co-hosts are happy you're here Uh, Matt Souza, uh, two out of three Falls matches biggest fan, Matt Souza, how are you tonight?
3: Uh, great to be here, Sean, as always, and really, I- I'm honored to be here with, uh, Jason Hervey And, uh, uh, Sean, if I may ask, can I ask Jason Hervey a question real <laughs> yes, quick? please do Uh, Mr. Hervey, first of all, uh, medium fan, um, why, <laughs> why, why is it that you suck so much ass?
0: Well, no one loves me as a child, so, I mean, uh, I I did my best, so uh, that's my best answer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: Last but not least, uh, a man who has probably never seen a single episode of The Wonder Years to Save His Life, Scott Shiflett.
2: Sean, you're correct. I've never seen that atrocity. Um, this <laughs> but show's did, but now, did you
1: know it was renewed for a sixth season?
2: I, I'll, I'm going to get to my issues with Hervey in a minute. I'm just glad the show is now able to legally drink because we've been drinking on and off during this show. Um, Jason Hervey, I just wanted to let you know that I hate you and you only. Uh, I hope everything <laughs> bad happens to you in this world. So uh, there you go. Well,
0: that just uh, isn't very nice. I knew I always liked Sean the most. Uh, Mr. I Hervey, on I that motorcycle
2: off- and drive off a cliff. Delma, <laughs> uh wow.
0: Mr. <laughs> Hervey, I
1: apologize for my co-host rudeness tonight. But I said I was a fan. I, I did. I, I know, but I mean, treat him with respect. I did. I thought I did. <laughs> I mean, the guy gets to bang Misty Hyatt like everybody else under the sun. So just show the well, guy some. That's respect. That's a great point. Yeah. All right, uh, Jace, uh, Mr. Hervey, are you ready?
0: Uh, I guess I, I don't feel very invited here, but I, I'll do my best.
3: <laughs> All right. So um, as we go
1: through, this is gonna kill me. Uh, as we go through this, uh, Jason, we but I always start the pot off with the Meltzer notes and what's going on in the time frame. Uh, so I might ask you your thoughts and opinions on a few of these. So I will give the first one to you. Are you ready?
0: Absolutely, Shana. All right. <laughs>
1: All right, first set of Meltzer notes are from April the 20th, uh, 1992. We've got the complete lineup, and the card is subject to change for the 620 pay-per-view. That'll be in, uh, how do I pronounce it, Schiff? Mobile. Mobile, Alabama. Besides the top four matches we listed last week, uh, our last podcast, which will be Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Reed, now officially an Iron Man match, um, which will go 30 minutes. And whoever wins the most falls will be the U.S. champion when it's over. Uh, we will get to Medusa versus Missy to determine the real first lady of WCW in the bikini contest. Um, our friend Logan, uh, I'm sure, would love that. Uh, Mr. Hervey, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on that when we get to you um, with your girlfriend being in that. Um, I know you. Oh, and it mentioned something about a volleyball game happening in that. So I don't know about that. Sting versus Cactus Jack with Falls County and anywhere on the Gulf Coast. Um Melzer says, while this match won't draw a lick on pay-per-view, it does have the potential for them fighting on a beach for great suplexes in the ocean, burying people's heads in the sand, and bizarre comedy. Uh, Rick and Scott Steiner versus Terry Gordy and Steve Williams. Uh, the advertising has already been seen to the people who do cable guides that this will be for the World Tag Team titles, which tells you something right there. JT Southern versus Johnny B. Bad determined who has the right to use initials in WCW. Stupid. Uh, Van Hammer versus Greg Valentine to determine the real hammer at WCW. Nikita Koloff and Dustin Rhodes and Barry Winter versus Steve Austin and Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton. And Brian Pillman versus Scotty Flamingo for the light heavyweight title. So, uh, Mr. Hervey, any comments on the show that is shaping up to be Beach Blast in June?
0: Well, of course, I'm very happy for my girlfriend Missy Hyatt. Uh, I really look forward to that match. I think she's going to beat that bitch Medusa from pillar to post. Um, as I, as you heard in my commentary in the match we're going to talk about later, I'm a huge WCW fan, so I'm super looking forward to this card.
1: All right, well, good for you, Uh, shift. uh The next two are for you, uh, Brian Pillman should be back in about three weeks from his back injury. And big news here, Sting suffered a cracked rib and Bruce Sternum on 412 at the Omni in a match against Big Bam Vader. No word on how long he'll be out of action for certain, but as of Monday night, the estimates were for two to four weeks. If it's closer to the latter, they'll most likely run an angle at the television tapings Tuesday night at Center Stage to explain him being out of action. Nikita Koloff will be moved into the main event spot against Vader at house shows until Sting can return. Good God, that sounds awful. And talk is that they'll acknowledge the injury as soon as Saturday morning on TBS. So, Shift, what do you think? Yeah, and that's what happens. It actually adds mystique
2: to Vader of him being, like, a badass if he takes, you know, the the franchise and, you know, the face of the company and just breaks a rib in his first match. And actually, uh, Sting has said, like, you know, I really enjoy those Sting and Vader matches, and I'm obviously a Sting fan. But he said, like, him and Vader would just, like, beat the shit
1: out of each other during those matches. They do. I mean, if anyone—I mean, I hate Sting, but if anyone gets good matches out of him, it's Vader for sure. All right, Souza, the next two are yours. Great Muda starts in early May for tag matches, where he was the team with Sting against Roman Vader, which that sounds amazing. But they'll probably be changed to Muda team with either Steamboat or Koloff if Sting isn't ready by then. And then uh, Dustin Rhodes, uh, who on our last episode uh, was out with an injury, apparently suffered a concussion Sunday afternoon in an auto accident and missed the Omni but isn't expected to be kept out of action any length of time.
3: Yeah, uh, Muda and Sting versus Rude and Vader could be really good. Uh, Muda teaming with Koloff, not so much. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, I think Dustin Rhodes is at a point right now where he should just kind of wrap himself in bubble wrap because he's seemingly getting hurt every time he steps outside of his house.
1: Amen. All right. Um, Mr. Hervey, you there?
0: I'm still here, Shano.
1: All right. The next three are for you. As far as the, as, far as, Jake, <laughs> as, far as the as far as Jake the Snake Robert rumors, <laughs> God damn it! As far as the Jake the Snake Roberts rumors are concerned, I do know that there has been talk, but I don't think there's any deal finalized as yet. It depends on his contract situation with WWF. Jim Ross was sitting on a power hour talking about Snake Watch on the 900 number. Steve Armstrong was simply fired. There will be other lower level guys who also won't have their contracts renewed. And the tailor made man who is Logan Crossland's uh, MVP of this podcast had his knee scoped and will be out for a few more days. So uh, Mr. Hervey, would you like to comment on those three items?
0: Oh, that old Jimbo sure is a jokester. I am sure he had a real good snake watch on that, on that, uh, uh the, the, the 900 number. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he really enjoyed that one. Uh, I don't really give a fuck about the other two guys. So, yeah, that, wow. that, that sounds great.
1: Oh, my God. sound like uh, you had a mouthful of Missy boob there uh, for a minute. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, the next two, uh, I believe we're on shift. I'm losing track. Uh, <laughs> the first episode of the new WCW show did a week 2.2 rating on 4.4. My main event going ahead with WrestleMania did a 2.0 and Power Hour did a 1.9. The second episode of the new format show wasn't nearly as good as the first. Well, the no shit. Oh, listen to this. The show's a dragon and are only 90 minutes, which doesn't bide well for two hours. About the only thing memorable was Steamboat's interview in episode two, which was really good, which we discussed. Only thing is he did several others almost identical on other shows over the weekend. Uh, the match that we forcefully did not talk about, guys, was the Freebirds versus Taylor and Valentine doing two out of three falls. Uh, which confirm my previous suspicion that with the wrong people, two or three falls doesn't make for fun television. And uh, Nikita and uh, Larry confirm that. So Schiff, any comments on those two items?
2: I mean, who gives a shit about ratings? Like, and... Um, yeah, two or three falls sucks. Like... You know, we give WWF, WWE crap when they were like made the hell in the cell pay-per-view about bastardizing, you know, that gimmick, which they did. But WCW did it, you know, 20 years, like 17 years earlier with two out of three falls matches, which I mean, if it's two good wrestlers, it works fine. But if it's the shit we had to watch with Nikita and Larry, it's like, what are we doing?
1: Yep. All right. April 27th. More notes here. Uh, hey, Schiff, are you sorry that we missed the Freebirds versus Taylor and Valentine two out of three? I know, no. I scram. <laughs> I hate you, Jason.
3: <laughs>
1: be um, nice. Be nice to the Hervey, please. Be very. Be, be nice. The to Hervey. Hervey, if you were on fire, I wouldn't even piss on you. All now. right, moving on to the April twenty seventh, Meltzer notes. Uh, Schiff, I'm going to give you, uh, not Schiff, Souza. I'm giving you the next three regarding Sting's injury. It appears as of now that Sting will return for War Games. And will make a guest appearance in Akita Kowals corner against Big Van Vader on the five ten card at the Omni. I believe his actual injuries were too broken because Sting is the biggest drawing card, and they continued. Um, I'm sorry, uh, they have ribs and i I'm sorry, ribs and a chipped rib. I don't know what happened with my notes there. Uh, give them lots Rips of ribs tra- and a chipped rib. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. Give
3: them I'll lots- have the ribs and a chipped rib, yeah. please, and a <laughs> side of diet coke.
1: It's like Abdullah's House of Ribs or something in that. Uh, Give them lots of credit for honesty on this one because they got his injury. And the fact that he was missing the house shows on television just six days after the injury happened, even though the potential was it could have cost him a few bucks at the gate by being honest. Not too many promoters would have done that, particularly during a period of struggling so much at the gate. Um, Hughes and Van Vader. um, I'm sorry, Van Vader. Too many Vans. Hughes and Van Hammer are all over the booking sheet, so they're expected back. And WCW will be holding a mandatory steroid seminar for all wrestlers on 428 in Birmingham with Dr. David Lee Black from Tennessee speaking. Black does the laboratory analysis for the WWF steroid testing and will probably head up the WCW mandatory compliance program. So, Susan, anything on those three items?
3: Yeah, uh, uh, I'll tell you, it would be a huge blow to that War Games if Sting <laughs> wasn't able to be a part of it, because uh, he's kind of the whole the main cog in the whole Dangerous Alliance uh, uh, going against the Dangerous Alliance thing, so if he missed that War Games, uh, that would be a hell of a thing. Uh, oh, good, Mr. Hughes and Van Hammer are coming back. I'm sure we're all looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully they don't come back until after uh, our timeline of this podcast is done, so we don't have to watch them again, because that would be great. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that uh, mandatory steroid seminar is going to go absolutely uh, great backstage in wcw all right
1: uh mr hervey are you there you ready i am next three <clears throat> kip fry said he's hoping to see some real improvements and in interest in the product during the mid-june to mid-july period when the group runs two pay-per-views in the clash um those improvements must uh include having you on commentary because we'll to- i love him Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing has been signed as far as Jake Roberts is concerned, so still going there. Uh, The idea, as it was presented to me, is that the NWA will be presented as a worldwide organization of which WCW is a member of. There will be an annual NWA Tournaments and Champions crown, but the NWA champion won't appear regularly defending the titles on WCW big shows, kind of like the NBA and Olympics, at least in theory. I hope it works because it'll be great to see different guys and different styles And it takes lots of time to educate people to newcomers and that many in one night with that little lead time, maybe pushing things should be the most unique class there's been, if nothing else. So, uh, Mr. Hervey, any comments on those three things?
0: Like I said, my best pal, uh, Kip Allen Fry, a big fan of his uh, as he's running WCW, he's doing a great job uh jake roberts uh real interesting to see if he comes in maybe he'll t- team up with my other good pal arn anderson as i talk about a lot later in the match that we'll talk about and uh yeah wcw teaming up with everybody sounds like a great idea so I- i'm all for it man chano <laughs> i sure wish Scott was nicer to me <laughs> all
1: right uh i don't, can we call him shiffo
0: Shif-o, Sh- I mean, so that's
1: Shif-o. all right all right shiffo you're up for the next three they will <laughs> sounds, be like a, doing, sounds like a bad robot they will be doing a top 10 tournament on worldwide like during
0: cereal
1: yep they will be doing a top 10 tournament on worldwide during may sweeps expect some face versus face and heel versus heel matchups on television uh we will get to talk about some of those uh rick stebo's television interviews for this feud are his best in a long time i agree and Big Josh's steroid promo that aired this weekend was also the best of its kind because it sounded straight and to the point, probably because Big Josh was on steroids. Schiff, anything on those three?
2: Um, that was the Nintendo tournament, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Can I your uh, tongue,
1: <laughs> I, I thought it was... Schiff, were you listening or...
2: Uh, to be honest, you broke up after the end of the, after the <laughs> tournament part, and then you ju- I, you came back in on Big Josh steroids, so.
1: That's what she said. <laughs> wow. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> this is going great. Uh-huh. Uh, Sousa. Yeah. Go to the next three. Steve Austin has a new Bosworth hairdo. What a timely mm. reference that is. Mm-hmm. uh terry taylor is already back after minor knee surgery and brian pillman despite rumors is expected back in just a few more weeks after that back injury
3: you know it's uh it's great that uh steve austin has a new kate bosworth hairdo it looks it really it looks fantastic on him uh uh terry taylor's back yay and uh brian pillman is also back yay and i mean that one all right it really Carly brings Mates. out his eyes
1: yeah uh if- Apparently, he gets better in matches with the haircut. At least yep. that's what the rumor mill says. Reverse
2: Samson, I told you.
1: All right, May 4th, uh, Meltzer Notes. Uh, next three, uh, who are we on? Are we, back, are we back to Mr. Hervey? Yes.
0: I believe we are, Sean. Right.
1: Polly, and Rick Rude each signed to your contracts. Medusa and Eddie Gilbert have split. I thought that was a typo at first, but apparently Medusa and Eddie Gilbert were together. So um, how interesting that uh, her and Missy shared. No wonder she hated Missy so yep. much. And, and here's an interesting one. Arn is being groomed as a single for title shots oh, during the summer, uh, which might explain uh, the commentary on a match you'll provide later tonight, Mr. Hervey. While those may be potentially the best matches for Sting, the box office value is questionable, although at this point with the crowd WCW is drawing, it isn't so much the matches that are the determining point to match at the local, much at the local promotion for the cards and television clearances. So, Mr. Hervey, any thoughts on Medusa and Eddie splitting uh, your your girlfriend's ex-husband, by the way? Polly and Rita signed to your contracts and your man Arn being groomed for a title shot.
0: I mean, my man Arn, I'm super pumped for him. Uh, that's great. Uh, he was, he's going to be, uh, we're going to talk about him later. He's going to be great in that match. Uh, Polly dangerously is a uh, uh, scavenger. or oh, not a scavenger. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real bastard. Um, uh, in the match that we talk about later, I'll get on to him. But uh, it's smart to lock him down. I, I do think that's a great idea. And uh, well, I may may need to worry a little bit about Eddie Gilbert being single again, as uh, he he may try to steal my girlfriend. But we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll try to lock her
1: down. Hey, uh, Mr. Hervey, does um, Missy ever talk about her days of having sex with Eddie Gilbert with you, or no?
0: Uh, We try to stay away from that topic, but uh, she may have mentioned it a time or two.
1: I thought Mm. Sean was going to ask
2: if she talked about him banging her.
0: Wow. You're one of the inappropriate motherfuckers, (laughs) Shiffen. All
3: right.
1: uh, Shiff, I'll give you the next two, and then Matt will get the final two, all right? Yeah, sounds
3: great.
1: Shiff, more Jake Roberts. (laughs) <laughs> Jake Roberts will almost surely be coming in soon. Um, and there has been some mainstream publicity with Bill Fralick of the Atlanta Falcons talking about considering a pro wrestling career. So what are your thoughts on those two things? Bill What's Fralick. Bill Fralick? He
2: was like, he was one of the commentators on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I know. He was terrible. Uh, it was
2: brutal. Like hearing paint dry. Not even watching it. Just hearing it. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've already forgot the first thing.
0: Tell me. All
1: right. It's about Jake Roberts.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, it was like the worst-kept
1: secret ever about this point. All right, if you've added quite the contributions to tonight's melter Notes, by the way. I, I really appreciate you. Wow.
0: Your face is the worst-kept secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One more crack out of you, Herbie. <laughs> All right. Uh, Susan, I'll, give you, I'll give you the final two, Susan, <laughs> and then we'll get into our matches. Finally, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> when they say there is dissension within the Dangerous Alliance, they aren't kidding. And Charles, was pod. An incident took place backstage with the Dangerously and Medusa, with them yelling back and forth. Uh-oh, uh oh, Hervey. Uh, Medusa and the Dangerously were yelling back and forth about non-wrestling-related items. Some feared it would turn into a fight, except Terry Taylor made the save when things got hot. So Susan, I'm sorry. I'm going to divert this one to Jason Hervey. So what were they fighting about, Mr. Hervey?
0: I, I just don't think things are going very well for the Dangerous Alliance. Uh, I, I just, I'm not real sure. I think uh, I think Medusa kind of wants to be the leader. Polly Dangerous kind of wants to be, be the leader. They're just having some real conflict. So I, I don't really know what's going on there, but uh, it can't be good.
1: Are they having sex, Mr. Hervey?
0: <laughs> I, I sure hope not.
1: Hervey watches. <laughs> <That's-
0: laughs> Why did you ask him that like you're Mari Povich?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You are not the father.
0: (laughs) That that Mr. Dangerously sure is a a turd, so I hope not.
1: (laughs) All right, Susa. Expect several wrestlers to be dropped perhaps as soon as this week. Don't expect any big names, um, but uh, that will be cut uh, from the 37 wrestlers, which is more than enough for a group that only runs
3: one live show. Well, you know, we haven't had El Gigante mentioned yet, so I bet he's a part of that crew.
1: All right, so that completes the Meltzer notes. What a disaster that was. So, uh, Mr. Hervey, are you ready to jump into these matches with us?
0: Uh, I, I am going to go off of what Mr. Croslin wrote down, uh, but I, I, I will do my best.
1: All right, well, I can't wait to uh, talk about your commentary coming up in a very important two out of three falls match in a little bit. I have a feeling that that won't go very well. But anyway, we're going to start off with April 19, 1992. <laughs> Uh, the main event and a really odd match here that seemed out of nowhere. Ravishing Rick Rude and Big Van Vader taking on Matt Sue's favorite tag team besides the Freebirds. Mm-hmm. So, not real sure what's happening here, but um, tonight, according to Rude, we're fat, out of shape, southern bred scumbags. Uh, crowd, crowd goes nuts for the WCW special forces. Uh, this they talk about Sting is injured, he's been put out of action by Vader. Uh, Champions jacket made me wish I couldn't see. Tony and TA bring up maybe the dangerous alliance paid Vader off to take Sting out due to war games. Uh, Vader forearming, clotheslining, suplexing, an avalanche, and Chip brought me much joy. There was brief flurry, but Chip gets smashed with a slam as he jumps off the top rope. Champion tags in and Rude and Vader beat him up. Chip gets gets back in, power slams Rude, but Rude hits a uh, Rude Awakening out of nowhere. Then swivels and its champion, distracting the ref, allowing Bader to splash Chip. Then Rude pins him for three. Again, not sure that why they were teaming. Uh, my theory was maybe they were trying to give Bader the Rude rub since Rude and Sting were <laughs> feuding. So I don't know. Um, anyway, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, this is pretty much a squash. I kind of thought it was unoffensive. I went one and a quarter because the Patriots got their asses handed to them, And who can't like that? Schiff, what did you think? I'm uh, all in for
2: uh, chip and uh, Todd champion getting their ass beat. Uh, I think this came off. Vader came off as uh, I have a note here. It was a big ass bully and they did a good job of making him look like a giant. Like he would get hit and he never left his feet, which I thought was good. Um, And rude. You know, he did his stuff as well, but Vader had a nice clothesline that I called the Vader line instead of like the Steiner line. I thought that was impressive. Um, Good one, Chifo. Thank you. <laughs> and um yeah, I, I went a star and a half for this. It, it it wasn't anything too bad, and it like uh like like Sean said, um, it made uh it shows that Vader is like a top heel. All
3: right, and what did you what did you go on this? A star and a half. Okay, star and a half. Uh, Souza. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went a star on it. It's a very weird match on paper. Uh, Vader/Rude is an interesting tag team, though, so I'll give it a little bit of uh, uh, cred for that. Uh, I can't believe we're still dealing with Patriots matches. Like, I th- we we should be done with them, and we should have been done with them a long a uh, long time ago. In a perfect world, they would have never fucking showed up or existed. But I can't have that now, can I? Uh, I it's this is the match where I realized that Firebreaker Chip is basically a muscular Danny DeVito. Uh, that's what he looks. <laughs> that's what he looks like to me. Uh, this is uh, too long for this type of match uh, This might be the worst Ma- Vader match ever and it has nothing to do with him It was He still looked good But it was just everything else around it was uh, Very meh uh, Rick Rude with a headlock 10 seconds into the match Of course but uh, yeah Champion fucks up the finish because of course he does He looked like he was supposed to run into the ring And then he just doesn't So uh, Todd Champion still doing his best work So uh, yeah one star here Not our last appearance of a
1: Patriot Tonight unfortunately <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Mr. Hervey, what did you think of this match?
0: Well, I, I didn't personally watch any of these matches other than the one that I commentated. So I'm going oh, like, to of, like, like go off of.
1: You're uh, like Schiffo.
0: I'm going to go off of Mr. Logan uh, Loganos' uh, uh, notes here. Um, he went. I would,
3: like,
0: <laughs> I would like you to know he went a half star. Uh, rude and especially Vader selling for these bums is abysmal. Uh, to the surprise of no one, a boring and plotting squash. Uh half star, like I said, for Mr. Logan here. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lo-
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move on to 425.
0: 1.06 for the total rating.
1: Okay, yeah, sorry. Thank, thank you for that. Uh, we're going to move on to the Saturday night from April 25th. Um, we have a- another two out of three falls match. This one a little more appealing. Uh, it'll be Barry Wyndham versus Johnny Steve Austin. Two out of three falls for the TV title. Um, so we ha- hey Shift, did you watch these promos or no?
2: Yeah, I did this time.
1: All right. So How Wyndham, rude. Well What a good boy. Wy- <laughs> Wyndham <laughs> with lemon glasses calls Austin a poly puppet, brings up his hand being crushed, cleans Polly set the whole thing up. Says he's tonight giving Austin the wrestling lesson of his life and taking a TV title, and his goal is to destroy the dangerous alliance. Paul Lee says, tonight, Barry learns his lesson. The Dangerous Alliance is toyed with him. Tonight, Austin finishes the job. Austin says he told the world he would be the greatest TV champ ever, and he will prove it twice tonight in the two out of three. So um, I thought they were two solid, just really quick promos to uh, bring in this TV title match. So, Susan, what did you think of these?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was fairly basic, but I thought it was uh, really well done. Uh, Wyndham, Wyndham calling Austin a puppet of Paulie I thought was a good line. And uh, uh, Austin uh, saying that he's going to prove that he is the best wrestler on TV. Well, it's about fucking time. You haven't done it in the eight months since we started this goddamn show. So better late than never, I guess. All right, Schiff? Yeah,
2: uh, Barry, you know... He- he's really been like the MVP, even though he was ranked number seven in the top 10, uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago, but, uh, he's, he's been a a low key MVP in my opinion. Um, I love how Pauly said that also that the DA's toy with, uh, Barry and also said he is the best TV wrestler of all time. And, uh, I, 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 don't know what TV anyone else is watching, but, uh, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, this isn't 1996, but, um, yeah, it was it was solid. They got me hyped for the match. All right, enough. all right, and
1: Mr. Hervey,
0: I thought these were two very solid promos by two of my favorite guys, Barry Windham and uh, Steve Austin. Here, so uh, I got it got me really pumped to see their match uh, coming up.
1: All right, so we'll jump into the match. So Jr. and Bill Freilich, is that how you pronounce this, shit, Freilich? Mm-hmm. All right, I just want to make sure that I'm pronouncing it right. I believe it's correct. Frolic. Frolic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Frolick, like Missy does with all the other men That's not Hervey
0: I'm just with oh. and Shiffo That was completely unnecessary
1: I was going to make some kind of uh, uh, Sexual disease joke He gives it the Hervey <laughs> Wow <laughs> And then Hervey Then
2: gave to Eric Bischoff's way
1: Alright so uh shows good intensity Just in how he takes down Austin Like the headlocks and shoulder blocks to start even though it's a headlock and we really hate headlocks on this show, like he's really aggressive. And, like literally, just like pulls him up in the air and flips him over, which looks really good. I love the headstand kick out on Austin, um, the leg scissor, and he just stares Austin down as Austin scoots away to the corner, really intimidated. Um, they do the same spot later and Wyndham pops him hard in the face. Wyndham hits a suplex out of nowhere for three for fall one, which I thought was pretty weak and underwhelming that the TV champ got pinned on a suplex. So that's fall one. Fall two, Wyndham dominates, goes up top rope. Polly up on the apron, distracts Wyndham, and Austin throws Barry off the top rope, which was really visually impressive due to Barry's size. Austin looks strong on offense. Uh, he does uh, knees, uh, knees Barry um, in the back um, off the apron into the barricades. Austin hits a suplex. He misses a 2nd row elbow drop to 2 collide mid-ring with one minute to go. Austin does a small package for two. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Barry does a small package for two. Then a backslide for two, a lariat, but foot on the ropes. Then a suplex, but cover, but time expires. And Austin retains due to a draw. So one, the challenger got a pinfall. Two, Austin doesn't even get a pinfall and time expires. So he actually gets to keep the belt, which I enjoyed the match. The ending is dumb. I don't know how it really makes Austin look. Uh, First fall pin was very underwhelming, but definitely see these two have a good chemistry and want more. Um, Bill Fralick puts me to sleep with his monotone voice. I actually went two and three-quarter stars on it. Match is good, what? but, man, yeah, I think I did. I went two three-quarters. Okay. So, but it could have been way, way better, obviously, and they will have one better, I think, coming down the pike. But, um, yeah, this one was weird. Just a weird match. Uh, Schiff? Yeah, uh, JR gave the
2: ending away five minutes into the match. He said, uh, this is, this will end with the first to two or if we run out of time. And I knew exactly where we were going when he said that. So, yeah. good job. Yep. Um, you know, I will say uh like Barry was throwing Austin around by his head. I enjoyed that, Sean, like you mentioned, and Austin was able to get out by doing the head scissors, but Barry then powered out. Um Yeah, like the flash pin on the suplex was weird, I thought. Um and, but Barry had a nice drop kick and it really showed off how like long and lanky his ass was when he did that drop kick. It took up like three quarters of the ring. Long rid- and lanky, long and lanky, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um I will say, then, like you know, as they're going back and forth, Austin kills Barry with a clothesline. Um, Barry, Austin knocked Barry over the top rope, no DQ. And I love how JR or whoever the announcer, when that happens in these matches, is like, "It's the ref's discretion, it's the ref's discretion." Which as a kid, I remember every time a baby faced on it, they got disqualified. But that was stupid. Um, But like, it it just is what it was. Like you know, Barry trying to get the win, but like not really as time was running out. I went two and a quarter.
3: Wow, okay. Uh Souza well, I went three on this uh, okay. because I because I really enjoyed it. And Sean, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, we like you said, we've talked about headlocks a lot on this show because every match has them. But there's a difference between the headlocks that Wyndham does here and like the headlocks that Larry did in that yes. suck-ass Nikita match. Like Larry's doing them because he's old and frail and needs a breather, whereas Wyndham is doing them because it's going somewhere and he makes it look like it hurts like hell. So I think there's a big difference between the two. I really enjoyed this. Uh, The quick finish in the first ball uh, definitely caught me by surprise that that suplex was out of nowhere. And uh, I mean, like you said, Shift, JR uh, absolutely telegraphed the finish. And especially once they started saying, oh, there's three minutes remaining, there's two minutes remaining. It's like, all right, here comes the draw. So uh, they did telegraph that, which wasn't great, but. I just enjoyed the pace of this a lot too, especially near the end. They were trading near falls for like the last minute or so of the match, and I thought that was really well done. They're definitely capable of doing more. But I think this was a it was nice to see them have, first of all, a full length match, because before this, we've only really seen them have like five minute brawls on like worldwide or whatever. So it was nice to uh, nice to see them have a full length match. And uh, I thought this was really, uh, really well done for what it was. Uh, Certainly one of Austin's best, uh, better uh, TV title defenses we've seen. So three stars. Yeah,
1: I love Barry Windham and I'm going to stand by the fact that I really wish that he had bigger shine during this place. he's been kind of an mvp he's had good matches and like mm-hmm. everything he's in and yep. he should have been the top face versus fucking stink anyway <coughs> uh uh mr hervey what did you think
0: yeah that stink sure does stink he's not as good as my best battle arm so uh that's <laughs> definitely not the case um <laughs> But uh, I think Logan was pretty disappointed in this one. uh, He thought the uh, first few minutes were kind of disappointing. The headstand flip out of the right hand was uh, an awesome spot, he thought. Uh, The suplex was a super weak end of the first fall. Uh, I thought Barry did some great stuff here. Unfortunately, Austin did not hold his end of the bargain in this one, according to Mr. Logan, um, which made this match not bad but disappointing at the same time. He went two and a half.
1: All right, so uh, Mr. Hervey, uh, you're the one that has to put all the this together. So what's the total?
0: That is a two point six two, Mr. Shano. All right, uh, appreciate it. All right, so now we're going to well, go to May. What? What?
1: That's it. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Our <laughs> time understanding Herveyism. All right, moving into May second, nineteen ninety two, we're going to WCW Pro, and we have a match: uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Bobby Eaton. So this was shown. And Power Hour a week later, so that's the one we're watching. And it's taped from an earlier broadcast, So, because JR had to say it because Eaton had the tag title here. And late breaking news, at this point, the Steiners had defeated him and Arn on May the 3rd, uh, which we'll discuss on our next episode. So the Steiners are actually the new tag team champions. Uh, A lot of tie-ups and jockeying for position. Both sock each other in the face. Dustin knocks Bobby outside with a hard shoulder block. Dustin throws Bobby face first into the ring post and hip tosses and drop kicks and clotheslines him on the floor, which is pretty wild. Back in ring, Dustin misses a corner charge and Eaton clips the leg. Eaton works the legs over a little bit. Dustin kicks Eaton off, off of him and into the ref who goes down. Does a bulldog attempt but looked more like a flying DDT. Austin comes in, turns Dustin inside out with a great clothesline, Barry in and the faces clear of the ring. Dustin wins by DQ. I'm not sure why the ref bump was necessary, um, but I like the ring legwork and I really like the outside stuff. So pretty basic match, two and a quarter, but I thought it was solid. Schiff, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, the outside battling was really stiff. I was it was
1: it was kind of weak, like wild, like yeah, really like, unexpected. Yeah.
2: Like Dustin like drop kicked Bobby and then hitting with a lariat. I was like, Jesus. And um I, I did like when Bobby chalk block Dustin, you hear Polly screaming,
3: does it hurt?
2: Um which made me laugh, but uh, and then like Dustin was selling the leg, and then Dustin was able to do a horrible bulldog because of the leg injury. And it, was then, like, really so, yeah, like it was a really bad bulldog. Yeah, like a DDT almost. Yeah, yeah. And even JR was like, "Oh," or Tony uh, says, didn't get didn't get all that." And then Austin killed Dustin with the clothesline, and Barry came in fighting. And also, Sean, uh, I'm sorry, um, but uh, the DA has lost the tag titles. That yeah, is. I said, as well. I said, uh, sorry, I said, I said sorry. that. Jeff. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 you
0: gotta listen better, Shiffo. I went two and a half.
1: <laughs> oh, I went two and a half. I think like they spent the whole first minute of that match <laughs> the same Steiners were the new tag team champions. Uh, Souza,
3: Uh-huh. Oh, you want my rating. Hey, yes,
1: hey, the DA,
2: the DA. Lost yeah,
1: it. yeah, Sousa, go ahead. Yeah, wait, no, wait, uh,
3: wait, 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 wait. What'd you go on at Schiff? Two and a half. Okay. Uh, I also went uh, two and a half there, Mr. Hervey, so you can write that down. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a a really fun brawl uh, super intense headlock at the beginning. Uh, I love the punches that these guys throw. I mean, their punches looked sick. Both of them really just fantastic stuff. Uh, Rhodes ended up with a bloody nose at one point from one of the punches. So I thought that was uh, really well done. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Austin's comes in and his lariat to Rhodes was great. Uh, Rhodes did an awesome job selling that. They did the, uh, the, old uh, inside out flippy do sell from, uh, from the clothesline. I thought that was great. So, and that we get the DQ from that. So super fun sprint. It's a quick match, but I thought for the, uh, for the amount of time they had, it was really good. And it was really intense too. They were just kind of throwing bombs at each other for like six, seven minutes. So uh, a two and a half for me.
0: Yeah, these two's got really, really good chemistry. Um, yep. mis- Mr. Hervey. Uh, Logan must have been in a really foul mood when he watched this one, so because he's, he's going lower than all you guys. So <laughs> He actually went two on this one. Uh, and, and, and Listening to Mr. Uh, Fry on one of the previous episodes, should Dustin have not been disqualified based on the new head to the post rule? Uh, they I say thought-
2: the ref missed
1: it, which oh, is okay. stupid. Dumb- he missed it like uh, Schiff <laughs> missed my first minute opening of this match where the Steiners right. won the yeah, what, right. what a
0: dumb bastard. Okay, I, I'm sorry about that one. Um, he loved the brawling outside. We've seen that the last couple of episodes. I think he mentioned that maybe in the last one. Um, Eaton really gets his ass kicked in this one until he gets the cheap shot to the leg, which I, then he starts wearing down, which Logan liked as well. Um, and he really liked the awesome clothesline that uh, Austin hit to cause the DQ. So um, I think he liked the post-match angle a little bit more, but uh, he went to like I said.
1: All right, so what's the total score?
0: That would be a 2.31, Shano. All
1: right, 2.31. All right, we're going to move to Worldwide Wrestling uh same World weekend. Boy? Uh and uh, uh heel versus heel match, so we talked about it earlier, uh the Nintendo Top 10 Challenge tournament. So one of the matches Taylor Made man Logan Crossland's uh podcast MVP versus Ravishing Rick Rude. So again, rare heel versus heel match, part of the Nintendo Top 10 Challenge tournament. Root out with Medusa, who I just basically said looks super hot and red. Uh, tonight, we are fat, out of shape, snaggle, two Main sleaze red. bags. Sna- fat, out of two, snaggle, two sleaze bags. Uh, close-ups on some of the audience confirms this, because there's some really ugly people in this crowd. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor is out It is his great value, million-dollar man outfit. Jesse and Tony talk about stories. Medusa and the Alliance are... Uh, making up things about Steamboat, Stalking Medusa, which that plays out uh, over the course of uh, Storyline in uh, the next few episodes. Taylor hits, a, Taylor hits a nice clothesline and arm drag. Rude pulls Taylor down, runs his leg into the post. Rude works the leg. Nice swinging net breaker. Taylor comes back with an atomic drop, but Taylor does it on his hurt leg, allowing Rude to hit the Rude Awakening for three. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, And I know Sousa is going to hate that I say this, but uh, my good friend Logan would appreciate this. Taylor continues to impress me on his pod appearances on this show. I went two and a quarter. I thought Rude Rude also looked really good in this match. So, uh, Schiff, I'll go to you first. What did you think of this?
2: Um, So for the Nintendo tournament, do they get in Super Nintendo afterwards or what?
1: No, it's just a random top 10 wrestler challenge deal.
2: But I did laugh at Jesse and Tony talking about Super Nintendo games like Mm -hmm. I can see Tony playing it because he's a big old nerd, as I discovered from when I used to listen to his podcast. Uh, Jesse, I can't.
3: Jesse Uh, thinks it's a mind control device, so he doesn't want any part of it.
2: I I will say uh, the working of the leg was very nice. And like how you said, Sean, it came into the end. Um, But like. Yeah, it was like the rude awakening out of nowhere. It was really kind of positioned as like an RKO out of nowhere with how they said, he can hit it out of nowhere. Uh, I enjoyed this nice, I thought it was a nice rude squash. I went two and a half.
1: Okay. Souza.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it was basically a squash. I went a two on it because uh, it was really uh, nothing more than a squash. She looked good. I'll give Rude that. But other than that, I mean, and it, it was very quick. The finish came out of nowhere. Uh, I will also say uh, Medusa, and this is a this is a reference for the uh, the folks of uh, that are uh, around my age here. Uh, Medusa was wearing a dress that made her look like uh, Lord Zed from the Power Rangers. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. You, you see, uh, uh, thank you, thank you, uh, Mr. Hervey. I hate you less now. Uh, But uh, yeah, so uh, I went uh, two stars on this squash. Not much more to add. All right, uh, Mr. Hervey.
0: I can't tell you how much that uh, make, makes me feel, uh, Mr. Maddow, for, for you saying that. That really makes me feel good. Don't
3: ruin it. Don't uh, ruin
0: it. Uh, sorry. I'll shut up now. Um, but I'm going to give Logan's rating. Uh, he went 2.25 like Sean. Um, Medusa looks like she's ready to go to a banquet of some sort, is uh, what he said. Um, he also doesn't know what he's been smoking throughout this pod, but uh, I, he, again, loved Taylor in this match. Uh, a solid but short match, uh, but he really enjoyed it Uh f- Two and a half, or two point two five stars.
1: Hey, Stu's, are you ready to uh, confirm uh, the TaylorMade Man as Star K ninety-one MVP yet? No. No, he really
3: was. If I didn't do it before, why the hell would I do it now?
1: I'm just saying, you're not going to give the TaylorMade Man any credit whatsoever, are you? No. Well, why would I? Why would I? Because uh, because he's been really good in every match we have watched him in.
3: Okay. Two point two
0: five was the total rating as well, Sean.
1: All right. You know, personal
0: preference is a thing, Sean.
1: All right. Well, speaking of personal preference, let's get to our next uh, segment and match, which should have a lot of personal preference in it. Uh, So we're going to Saturday night. Um, First thing I want to talk about is the WCW Magazine uh, segments and particularly a really interesting Paul Lee um, steamboat. It's just wild as shit. So WCW Magazine, Sting says he'll be ready for our games. It's just a broken rib. Eric questions if he's taken injury too lightly. Nikita does an interview, says um, due to Sting's injury, he still hasn't spoken to Sting, and that while he was at Super Bowl, he he was there to speak to Sting. He is sad what Vader has done to Sting. He is there for Sting. Eric believes Nikita's being sincere, but he can't forget when Sting and Nikita were mortal enemies, um... And then they flash over to that segment where Larry and Paul were arguing. So a lot of storyline narrative going on in this segment. The next we go to Jesse with Paul and Medusa. Jesse says they have to deal with a lustful Ricky Steamboat. Not only did Steamboat strike her, but now sexually harassing her. And Medusa has fake tears. Paulie calls him a two-timing lecherous pervert. Says stay the hell away from Medusa. Medusa says Steamboat was a so-called family man, but he's lusting over the first lady of wrestling. He struck her. He follows her. Um, she doesn't want him. And then Ricky's music hits out of nowhere. The arena goes dark up in the ceiling. Steamboat appears with a flaming torch and a dragon mask sitting on a pole. The crowd goes absolutely shit. Medusa freaks out. Steamboat blows fire. Polly takes off and leaves the freaking out Medusa on the stage with Jesse, which was great. Medusa just yells woman beater. Then we go to a pre-taped Rita Medusa interview where rude calls her Ducey, <laughs> which is a terrible nickname, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Said he saw Steamboat as a sorry-looking sea hag at home. No doubt why he left after Medusa. She's beautiful. There's a mirror, million other beautiful women. Can't Steamboat pick others because Medusa is his. Says it's not true that they are lying. Steamboat chose his wife and chose to bring a child into this world. Choose then he chose to pick on Rick Rude in the U.S. title. What happens in the ring is Rude's decision. And then he kisses the camera. Um, I liked all this between the Sting and the key to stuff, the Vader injury. The Larry stuff, really like again, solid story narratives head into the Russell Wars. So a lot of good stuff packed into this WCW magazine and interview segment. So uh, Matt, what did you think of all this?
3: Yeah, I thought for the most part it was good. There's uh one thing in particular I wasn't crazy about, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh and Nikita's Russian accent was especially bad here. Oh, he's like getting it, really bad at keeping up with it. It's it bad. was really fading. Like his uh, Southern Georgia drawl was uh, kind of bleeding through. He was from he's from the south part of Russia basically. Is what we found out during this. But uh yeah, uh, not the best out of him. Uh Paul and Larry uh, yelling coherently in a hallway as Larry does. <laughs> it's just you know that kind of stuff and uh, the problem for me is i feel like this steamboat stuff is kind of forced uh, like i I enjoyed uh, the stuff they did last week with the brawl Oh, like the stalking, seems the, the, have the to stalking that, stuff, yeah. the sexual assault stuff like I don't i I really don't think we needed that for this. like rude and Steamboat already hate each other like poison. I don't think you needed this extra layer on top of it like, like I don't know I don't know what necessarily the point of it is. I don't know what the end game to that is and maybe we'll see it. but I, I just i just I just don't think you need it, you know. So that that's my one major issue with that. Uh, and the, uh, the other thing I'll say is uh, rude calling Medusa Ducey is uh, not a very flattering nickname. So I enjoyed most of this. But, yeah, I, I think the uh, the sexual assault stuff with uh, Steamboat and Medusa is uh, not needed at all.
1: Yeah, it's totally not needed. They did this big injury angle, and they've already superseded it by trying to do this stupid thing. So I, I would agree with you on that one for sure. All right, uh, Schiff. I just took a Ducey. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need to say. Um, but no,
2: it, it was good. Like in the Nikita stuff, like Nikita's like he's a phone call away from Sting. It's like, why don't you pick up the phone and call Sting? I just hate stuff like that. Um, I
1: don't know how to dial. I <laughs> sting. Uh,
2: Larry telling Missy to bug off made me laugh. Um, yeah, I, but I did love when Ricky showed up and Medusa screamed, "Leave me alone!" Like I thought, I thought that was great. Um, and then Rude calling Steamboat's wife a sorry-looking sea hack. <laughs> Man had a way with words. Yes. All right, uh, but yeah, it's solid. I actually watched that stuff this time, so good job
1: for me. All right, well, excellent, uh, Mr. Hervey. Uh,
0: I, I agree with a lot of a lot of what uh, Mr. Maddow said. I, I thought I thought the stuff was pretty forced, um, but uh, for the most part, I enjoyed the intensity of it all. And uh, yeah, just some good stuff for sure.
1: All right, so uh, our next match. It is Saturday night, so of course that oh means another two out of three falls match. Tonight, we are very honored and privileged to have Jason Hervey on commentary with JR. So, yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so <clears throat> for a two out of three falls match, this seems pretty random. But on paper, um, they match up, and everyone knows, I think Schiff said it too. The biggest issue we have with Bourne is Josh, the gimmick, not Matt Bourne himself, because he's actually really good. Um, as I said, Mr. Hervey and JR on commentary. Um Mr. Herbie, no offense, but on camera you look like an unlikable prick. Um just <laughs> you have the constant prick resting prick face, so I hope you don't take offense to that. I know that's your gimmick on the Wonder Years, so maybe you're just method acting. I, I, awesome. I
0: really I really love this podcast, but now that I'm on it, I, I just don't know if I'm ever gonna listen again. You guys are kinda yeah. assholes. <laughs> I
1: I mean I mean he's not wrong. Well, we're just very honest to a fault. But anyway, Arn is announced. This I appreciate happening. that in a way. Arn has announced his half of the tag chance, but he has no belt, so um, we know what's going on with that. Josh out to his stupid hillbilly music. I hate this gimmick so much. Commentators sell to them both as two hard hitters. They shake hands to start, but Josh holds on to the hands, so Josh kind of being the dick um, to begin off. Uh, standoffs early with Josh frustrating, frustrating Arn as Paul calls Josh a big jerk several times. Uh, Mr. Hervey on commentary is quite annoying, talking about things about Missy buying him a motorcycle. I don't know if that was a problem. Um, I also He's also talking about the fucking Wonder Years being renewed for a sixth season um, and Turner owning all the syndicated rights. So I'll let Mr. comment. Yeah, I'll let you comment on that a little bit later. Uh, they stiff each other outside. Josh backdrops aren't on the floor. Josh works the back, hits a suplex. Uh, they announced next week we get a rematch of Barry versus Austin. Two out of three falls for the TV title. There's a bear hug charge into the corner of Boston Crab. Um, Paulie rakes Josh's eyes to break it. Arn goes for a suplex, but sells the back and collapses. Josh back to work in arm and back. Arn goes for a pile driver, but Josh backdrops him. But Arn does a sunset flip out of it and grabs the top rope out of the ref you for the first three and the first fall. Fall number two. Jason um likes the fact that Arn cheated. So uh, you like the cheaters, Mr. Hervey?
0: I'm a big fan of Arn Anderson. I think he's a real smart wrestler. He's great.
1: All right. Um uh, Hervey sounds like a whiny schoolboy on commentary. Uh, there is a Josh side suplex, then a back suplex, then an ab stretch. Continued focus on the back, which I really like from a storytelling standpoint. Outside, Arn ducks a clothesline, and Josh's arm hits the post. Arn goes to work on the arm using the post repeatedly. Hervey is really unbearable on commentary and really does take away from what's happening. Um, Josh fights back, but Arn DD, DDTs the arm, which I, I love that spot. Um, I really enjoy Arn's limb work here as it's very old school Anderson. Um, I like Josh trying to fight back, but Arn cutting him off at every turn stays focused on the arm. Josh hits an atomic drop. Arn in the turnbuckle bounces back and they collide, sending both to the mat. Um, Arn goes up to the second rope, jumps off, but right into a Josh inverted atomic drop, allowing Josh to roll up behind for fall number two. So we're at one fall tied a piece. Fall number three. Um my first note was, "Fuck the Wonder Years being renewed for six season and Turner owning the <laughs> syndicated rights." Um, Arn stays on the arm. Arn, Arn gets uh, the leg to the face, jumping off rope. Josh does an underhook suplex. Big Josh with a figure four, which seemed really out of nowhere since focus has been on Arn's back. Arn at one point lands a legit stiff punch to Josh's face that stuns the commentary. Like literally, you heard the smack echo throughout the arena. So I, I think that was a botched punch because um, it causes Josh's eye as well. Josh does another Boston Crab, clothesline for two, but Arn kicks out, sending Josh outside through the ropes. Two collide mid ring back inside, both drenched and clearly exhausted. Josh goes for a clothesline. Arn ducks Josh off the ropes and Spine for three, which I love that ending, and Arn wins. So here's the bad part. Match went fucking 40 minutes, way, way too long. Uh, no offense, Mr. Hurley, but you were absolutely atrocious on commentary. Really took away for me this match. Third fall was a little disjointed as they were exhausted and deviated from the story they told in the first two falls from a bodywork standpoint. But I love the creativity of all three pins, and I love the finish. If you had put David Crockett in here instead of you, Mr. Hervey, and if you cut the match in half, I could have gone an easy three and a half, but I went three. So, Souza, I'm going to go to you first, because I know everyone on this show has an opinion on this match.
3: So... This is, I feel like this is a very polarizing match, like you just kind of alluded to. And I think it's a case where personal preference is going to play a lot
1: into
3: how you feel feel about this match. Yes. For me, like, it's 40 minutes, it's way too long. And I think that's its biggest problem. But I don't think it's its only problem. The other problem for me is. Is that I I feel like they haven't presented Big Josh as a guy on the level of like a Barry Windham or someone like that, right? To where it, it does it's deserving of like that this match is deserving of forty minutes, if that makes sense. Like you look at this match on paper, I don't immediately say, oh, this is this will be great, it's going to go 40 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, if this was Arn and Barry, I could see this being 40 minutes long in, in, with a two out of three false stip or something like that. It, it, it feels like this match in particular, it's a match that goes long for the sake of going long, and that is one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling. I can't stand that. Like, if you can tell a story of a match in 15 minutes, tell it in 15 minutes, don't have it go 30 And, I mean, I'm not going to take away anything from these guys. They definitely worked hard. Like, I'll never take that away from them. But I feel like there were parts of this match that I thought were kind of a slog. And it's just because it's so goddamn long. Like, there's just – like you said, Sean, if you cut this match in half, I think the story of the match is exactly the same. And I think the match is better off for it. So I mean, it's not a bad match by any stretch, but for me, it's a very, it's a very meh match to steal the thing that Sean says all the time. It's very plotting. And it's, I, maybe it's just a match that's not for me. Uh, I'm fully open to that idea, too. So uh, for me, uh, I felt like this was just kind of uh, very slow, very plodding. So I only went two and a half on it. But uh, yeah, just uh, not my favorite match I've watched for this podcast. I say they definitely worked hard. But again, maybe this is just a match that is uh, not for me. So two and a half. So, uh, Matt, how much did Herbie take away from Oh, I tuned him out at a certain point.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, That's my feelings, guys. Uh, Schiff.
2: <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought, like, you know, because me and Susan seem to like the same type of matches, that I would agree with him more, but I'm actually more on your side, Sean. Uh, I will say that Jason Hervey needs to be choked. That was my first note. <laughs>
0: <So> disrespectful.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, uh... Yeah, Jr. is a, a, ignoring Jason Hervey the first five minutes in, and I will say, um, it, I just love this match. Like, uh, like how Ar- Big Josh was working on working the back, and then Arn started working the shoulder, and like Big Josh was selling his arm and shoulder so much he couldn't even like l- uh, use it, which I, I just loved. Um, I was shocked that Big Josh held the trunks and got the win, and uh, even when the ref tried to hold up. His arm, he's like he couldn't even like hold it up to lift up. I thought it was great. Josh actually hit the northern exposure, but Arn got the ropes. I thought I thought it was good. Um and Arn they they both sold how like exhausted they were with this. And uh Big Josh was bleeding after that punch, Sean. Um mm-hmm. and I will say Arn hit a sick spine buster, and it's over. I went three and three
1: quarters. Wow. So Herbie didn't take away from you too much, huh? Uh
2: I Sort of like Souza tuned him out, uh, like how I'm doing tonight. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was just a phenomenal match.
1: All right, and and again, I don't disagree with you. I went three. I probably would have gone higher, <laughs> with the exception of commentary, which took me out a little bit. So, uh, Mister Hervey, care to comment on your role in this and how you feel about the match?
0: Well, I think me and Jimbo did a great job. And personally, I think Arn put on a five-star performance here. So I'm actually going to go higher than all of you. But uh, as far as Mr. Logan went, uh, he said it was a perfectly fine match, if not uninspiring at times. Uh, Kind of expected more from these two based on previous match watches uh, featuring both guys. And it was just far too long, kind of along with what Matt said. Uh, And uh, he actually made a note that, I was absolutely annoying little asshole this whole match. So uh, uh, wow. he joins the prick brigade with all the rest of you guys. So, <laughs>
3: uh,
0: I thought it was great. I thought me and Jimbo did a great stellar performance on commentary, and I thought Arn really showed his smarts and was really great in this match. So yeah, fuck all of you guys.
1: All right. Well, I match is great. Commentary not so much. And fuck the Wonder Years. fuck you. All right. Uh, next 2. match 9. we got... So we got three more matches to go. Uh, May 9th, 1992, we're going to WCW Pro. Uh, a, a tag team match, Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes versus Steve Austin and Bobby Eaton. So I think this is a good follow-up uh, match from last week's Dustin-Bobby match. So Medusa's out. So uh, did you guys have a Medusa one for this one? Because I sure do.
3: Uh, I Logan don't, actually had multiple. I don't okay. think I, I do. Maybe I must have forget and forgot to write it down. All right, Mr. Hervey. what did Logan have?
0: He had that she just came from an 80s-themed frat party. He also had that she just may have also come from painting, and she also may have been in a tennis match. So he had quite <laughs> a few uh, uh, options there.
1: My goodness. So I had Medusa out and her Demi Moore and Ghost about to get railed making pottery by Swayze attire.
0: My Jeez. God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. My absolute God. <laughs> this is a family show.
3: Oh, Mr. Herbie, I got news for you. This ain't a family show.
1: I don't know. I thought that was one of my favorite ones. This, I've this ever come ain't up the with. wonder years, buddy. I really <laughs> thought that was one of the better ones I've come up with. I was pretty happy with that. That was
0: actually very good, but fuck <laughs> it. That was inappropriate
1: as still well. with us <laughs> or did we lose him?
2: I'm here. I think he's tired of my ass. No, right.
1: no, I'm here. I'm here. It's fine. All right. I like the opening back and forth between Barry and Austin. These two really do click together. Dustin with a double leapfrog over Wyndham and Eaton as Wyndham rolled up Eaton for a two count, which was awesome. I, that leapfrog spot was amazing that Dustin got that. Uh, then Austin running in to break it up and Barry ducking and Austin clobbered with a uh, clobbered him with a, um, Austin got clobbered with a Dustin clothesline. Barry and Dustin definitely look awesome as a team. Austin blocks a Barry pile driver and backdrops him. Again, impressive visual, Barry being a big guy and being backdrops. This looks really cool. Uh, Dustin takes the hill heat, match very evenly paced with Alliance looking strong. All four in the ring, Barry and Austin go outside. Bobby charges a corner, gets a boot, Dustin boot to face, and Dustin gets a bulldog for three. I like this match a lot. It was eight minutes, good pace, even odds. Love the Barry and Austin feud, and I like Dustin and Winham as a team, um, which becomes a thing as um, – we move forward into the coming months um, even after this pod's over. So I went two and three quarter stars for an eight minute match. This is really good. So Matt, what'd you think?
3: I am right there with you, sir. Uh, two and three quarters on this uh, super energetic. I thought Austin uh, did a great job selling here. Particularly there was a right hand to him that I thought he, he did a great job selling. Uh, and Rhodes come in and clean house. Uh, this felt like a fight and I feel like this is like, this is the template they should use now for the rest of these tag matches. However many more we're going to see from here until the end of the Dangerous Alliance because I feel like this rivalry is at a point where you know it's going to be in war games at WrestleWar. So every single match needs to have this brawl, this fight feel to it. Like, I don't want to see a 10 minute headlock between Ricky steamboat and whoever from the dangerous Alliance, you know, every match, I think from here on out, you need to have punches. You need to have kicks. You need to just have a wild brawl because it, it fits the story. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed the hell out of this super fun brawl. So I'm right there with you, Sean, two and three quarter. All right, Schiff. Yeah, this was a nice fast paced match. Um, oh,
2: God, Barry and Austin worked so well together. Mm-hmm. Dustin's flying lariats are, are great. And Bobby's just you know, just a hell of a match. Um, DA did a great job of isolating Dustin, and um, you know, Dustin gets a Bulldog, which is a whole lot better than the one we saw last episode. I, I went two and three quarters as well. All right, it was and it was just a fun, like frenetic paced match.
1: Yeah, it was again Bobby, and you know, what's interesting is he brought it up. Bobby and super impressive tonight in the matches he's in, this just really, really good. And him and Dustin, they're 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 just amazing together. Uh, Mr. Hervey,
0: uh, he uh, Logan went four for four with you guys in three quarters. Uh, he said, "For as fa- fast and quick as this match was, was, it was quite good. The heels grinded the faces down real well, and while the faces were on offense, uh, it, it was always fired up and full of energy. So he really enjoyed this one along with you guys."
1: All right, so two or three quarters, a really solid tag team match here. So we're gonna move on to the same weekend, Worldwide Wrestling. Stunning Steve Austin uh, versus uh, Chip the Firebreaker. And oh, God. This is non-title, which I really don't understand. But at the same time, Chip deserves no title shot. Um, big news here, Austin with his haircut. So we finally get the Austin haircut after the mm-hmm. long hair. Uh, Chip is in the ring already, looking like he works at Chippendales as he takes off his fire gear. Uh, Tony admires a hair and Jesse says he's looking good. Jesse shits on Steamboat's marriage and calls out how horny he probably is for Medusa, which is so random. Uh, Tony then agrees that Medusa is hot. Uh, Medusa tonight fairly low key in her white dress. Um, the other thing I noticed is, guys, has Chip always had his name in big letters on his ass?
3: I've never stared at his ass, I can't tell you.
1: Well, well, tonight it was very it was like flaming letters going across his buttocks. Well, he's so. a firebreaker, he <laughs> well, I know, but I've never noticed that before. So anyway, here's this here's the, here's the match. Chip, arm drag, drop kick, headlock. Austin hits a stun gun out of nowhere for three. Literally all Austin did in this match was the stun gun. Uh, short, two minutes. please, no more patriots. Tony again says fifteen months Austin has been champ and it hasn't even been eleven. I only went a quarter star on this. This match is
3: complete, but, uh, Sousa, uh, I went half a star. Uh, the highlight of this match was Austin getting a haircut. Okay.
2: Tiff. Yeah. Austin, uh, getting a haircut was nice. Jesse and Tony were also talking about how hot Medusa was. And then Tony, uh, slut shames Medusa by saying she dresses risque and Jesse gives him shit for it. Um, so that—that's you know my first three notes. My other three notes: Chip getting too much on Austin. Nice drop kick from Trip from Chip. Austin with a stun gun out of nowhere, and it's over half a star. How the hell did you get six
3: notes out of that? God bless you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know, but half on more were <laughs> talking about Jesse and Tony and
1: Austin's haircut.
3: All right, uh, Mr. Herbie. Um, uh,
0: I, Logan went a little out of left field with uh, medusa here He said she he, she looked like promiscuous Mary Poppins as the <laughs> bottom of the dress was quite poofy uh, but very revealing and spaghetti strapped at the top. Um, I believe he's is uh, talking about a pre pod chat that y'all may have had he said he joked but the hair seems to have added a little bit of energy to Austin uh, though uh, he though he d- does look pretty good uh, in uh, in this one um i i think he really enjoyed austin in this one for the most part uh he did have to rewatch this he went much higher the first time but dropped it to one star uh so uh he enjoyed it more than you guys but uh was disappointed on rewatch
1: all right uh can jason hervey say the word poofy one more time for me uh, poofy
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what was the total
0: score on this one uh <laughs> five six
1: all right so yeah this match is just a shit ass Poofy.
3: Shit-ass poofy. poofy, huh?
1: Shit-ass <laughs> poofy. All right.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: okay, our last and final match of this episode, another Eaton versus Dustin Rhodes match, so uh, definitely getting their shit in this uh, episode. So um, the two both uh, bitch-smack each other to start. Dustin elbows the Bobby, and uh, uh, him bounce. So basically Dustin elbows the Bobby, and Bobby bouncing back off the ropes into them was really great because it happened multiple times. Then he gets punched over the top rope, and he ate shit hard on the floor. Jesse says the Steiners being tag champs are great for children. It proves he can be illiterate and still go to college. Back kid Bobby knees Dustin to the back and to the outside. Outside, Dustin throws Bobby into the post and charges at him. Bobby ducks, and Dustin hits his arm. Bobby works the arm. Bobby hold, um, holding on to Paul to keep leverage behind uh, Russ back as Dustin tries to rally. Bobby goes up top. Dustin catches him, slammed to the mat. Paul up on the apron. The ref is distracted. There's a Dustin Bulldog uh, cover and then out of nowhere, Dustin the, the Diamond Stud uh, with a leg drop and Bobby on top for the shocking three. Uh, wow, another really good match. Diamond Stud was so random but we will talk more about wild, why the Diamond Stud might have uh, interfered in this match in our next episode. I went two and a three quarters on this one too. This is a really another really good solid match between the two. Susan, what would you think?
3: Yeah, uh, I, I like this match too, but I did dock it a bit for the finish uh, for the weird finish with the diamond stud coming out, so I, I was gonna ask if, if we had heard about this and I had just forgotten, but it would appear not so I don't feel so bad anymore, but yeah, just a very we- random finish to uh, to this match, and uh, I, I enjoyed the match overall they have great chemistry with one another as we've been talking about, so it's, it's a pretty similar match to the last one we've talked about, which, I mean, I'll take, it's still really good, but yeah, I, uh, I docked A bit for the weird finish, so uh, two and
1: a half. The finish will make sense when we do the melter notes in our next episode. Mm -hmm. That's that's Um, that makes sense. Yep. Um, Schiff, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought this was a fun match. Uh, I
2: will say Jesse was donking on the Steiner brothers, who did a promo before this, and he was asking who was interpreting for the Steiners. Um, (laughs) Jesse is such a great prick. He really (laughs) is. Uh, And to start off, Dustin slaps the shit out of Bobby, and um. It was awesome. And, and then Jesse still dunking on the Steiners. So the Steiners prove you can be illiterate and go to college. And Tony just loses it laughing. Like, he doesn't even try to, like, defend him. Um, and Dustin then on the outside tries to lariat Bobby, and Dusty hits his arm on the post. I thought that was good. Bobby starts working the arm. Um, Paulie was good with, like, what he was doing around there. Uh, Dustin hits the flying lariat, which he's fond of. And uh, Dropkick got a two. And um, – you know, I was shocked that the diamond stud ran out, but uh, like you said, Sean, we'll get to that. I, I'd already uh, had
1: read that before. I gave this two and a half. Um, Bobby wins. All right, Mr. Hervey. Yeah, shocking win, by the way. Big win for Bobby Eaton, by mm-hmm. the way, in here. Uh, Mr. Hervey, what'd you think?
0: Uh, Mr. Logan once again went two and a half uh, with the other guys. Um, I, he thought it was another solid match between these two. I uh, thought this one was better than the first. I uh, felt like he had a lot more energy, and they got a lot more time in this one, so they got to do their thing uh, a little longer. Um, he did think it was very random that the Diamond Stud came out to interfere, uh, but uh, as we have uh, all talked about so far, it will make sense in the future. Uh, but he also pontificates that maybe this is why Dustin targeted uh, Mr. Scott Hall when he goes into the WWE uh, when he becomes Goldust. So uh, maybe mm. a uh, payback here from the WCW time so mm, but yeah two so, and a half with uh, all the other guys
1: so we're led to believe that WCW has future booking WWF on their mind this.
0: I mean, you never know
1: all right well that's quite the shit take uh, Mr. Hervey but we'll roll with that I don't think it was a shit take but all right anyway go <laughs> all right last but not least to close out the- what was the final rating on that
0: match Mr. Hervey <laughs> 2.56
1: all right, so our final watch of the night, we had a Paulie interview. Uh, Jesse, bring. Do any of you watch golf? Uh, occasionally. All right. Any idea? I'd rather do anything else? Yeah. Who Who was the guy? Do you have any idea of the guy in the Masters that Jesse was bringing up? I'm not sure I Fred. To... Fred Couples. All right. Oh, yeah, so what? I put. So I put Jesse brings up some guy in the Masters. Uh, Paul says, "Whoever said guy Jesus was doesn't Christ. lie," as he read it in the New York Times sports section. Paul says Steamboat is part of a conspiracy against the Alliance headed by Kit Fry. Says Fry's future is as bright as Mike Tyson's. Fry slanted the odds in the Steiner's favors. They, uh, they allow Ricky to harass Medusa. Um, they took away uh, Paulie's job. They took away his danger zone. He calls Fry a jerk. Uh, Paulie says he is the CEO of the most lethal group of individuals ever in WCW. And he says they are like white, white hot lava. Um, and they are out of control," says when he's done. Fry will be so damn out of work, he will be banging for a job. Then Jesse throws it to Gary Michael Kapiski in the ring. Um, <laughs> really great intensity by Heyman here, um, and I thought that was just a nice little promo to say, you know, kind of going back to the earlier days of the Alliance, where his main goal was to take down WCW, the board of the record, the boards, the board of directors, and um, he took out uh, Jim Hurd, and now he's got his focus on kip fry so i kind of liked all this susan what'd you think
3: yeah paul was great here as he often is uh he is very angry and sweaty uh more so than he usually is uh he also mentions that fry uh fry will he does he says uh, fry will be so out of work that he'll be begging paul and jesse for a job so apparently jesse also has some sort of pull in the dangerous alliance that paulie's been alluding to so but yeah more great stuff from paulie as per usual Excellent.
2: Uh Schiff. Yeah, Paulie just knocked it out of the park with this. Um he said that K. Alan Fry's future is not good. I mean, he was right, but also it, this mm-hmm. kind of affected uh Paul. And uh he blamed him for the DA issue. <laughs> so like K Alan Fry getting it from both sides. So uh That's what he to- said. <laughs> Yeah, uh,
1: we will we will we will we will cover uh pretty uh We will cover a pretty quick end of the uh, K. Allen Fry era uh, by Mm -hmm. the time we get to the Mm -hmm. end of this podcast. So, uh, Paul, with uh, good foreshadowing there. Uh, Mr. Hervey, final thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Mr. Pauly dangerously really destroys my good buddy Kip Allen Fry in this one. So uh, he really tore him a new one. But uh, it was enjoyable. I I thought Mr. Heyman brought some good energy. Like uh, like they just said, he was uh, sweating pretty profusely. So uh, he was really into it tonight.
3: All right, K. K. Allen Fry, soon to be back harvesting wheat on his local farm.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. He definitely will be. So more to come.
3: Uh, wow, guys. So
0: that wraps. He's about to be K. Allen fired. Wow.
1: I see what you did
3: there. Mm -hmm. That's the best. That's the best thing you've ever said, Mr. Hervey. I wish you'd be Jason Hervey. Jason canceled.
1: Good lord. All right. So that wonder dolt. With that, (laughs) we complete tonight's episode, which leaves us with two more episodes to go hmm so let's do our end of show awards all right uh most dangerous so I don't know it's an interesting one and I know he didn't win a lot of matches tonight but he also won a big one I'm going with Eaton I thought his matches were good he was great in the ring and just showed really good fire so I'm going with
3: Bobby Eaton Souza. <sighs> I-, I was torn between him or believe it or not Austin I, I believe i believe austin i don't yeah I, I because of because of the tag match and the match with window mm-hmm. you know what Fuck it. i'm gonna give Austin some credit he deserves it he after the shit we've given him over the past uh, uh let's say all the episodes of seven months of danger so i'll give it to austin this time
1: i would give it to austin if it weren't for the chip match
3: yeah that's a good yeah but it was quick enough
1: yeah, but he looked like a t- like I was in that mode where he was starting. But he got a better.
3: haircut. He got a haircut. I know,
1: but I was in that mode where he was looking good, and then he did jack shit in that match. So, I, anyway,
3: uh, the, hair, the lack of hair made up for
1: it. Shift. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Arn.
2: I because the Big Josh match. I know that was the only match, but yeah, I loved it that much.
1: I don't disrespect that either. All right, uh, Logan. Oh, I'm sorry, Hervey. Oh!
0: How dare you? Uh, I'm actually going to agree with uh, Matt. I'm going to go with Austin.
1: All right, so Austin's going to take it tonight. Okay, uh, well, least
3: dangerous, uh, Matt. Oh, why'd you come to me first? Because I have no idea. Uh, I don't either. <sighs> I think I got to go with rude, kind of by default. There's no lair- there, I, was no lair- there was no Larry today, right. was there? And yeah. everybody else was at least involved in something decent, whereas rude for me wasn't. He had the Taylor squash, and he was in the tag match with Vader. So I feel like it's going to be rude by default. I think I'm with you there, Schiff.
1: <sighs> this is hard. Can I do Larry Z? No. no. <laughs> we've been there before. You, they have to be on the show to be. Calm. I mean, he
2: technically was on the show. No. Because we've seen them arguing, and he tells he wasn't. to was
1: he, he wasn't wrestling.
2: Okay, I'm thinking...
1: I'm gonna go with Austin. That's for ridiculous the, for the chip match. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Uh, Hervey.
0: <laughs> I I'll agree with Rude. I, I I didn't really think anybody stunk tonight, but uh, I I'll go with him by default, kind of like Matt said.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody stunk tonight, but Rude definitely didn't really. Anyway, all right. Uh, so that puts Rude at how many? Please.
0: That would be a uh, number six for Minister Rude. <laughs>
1: Jesus, Rick Rude, what a Good shit Lord. show! He's... <laughs> wow. I, All I right.
0: Think being the leader of the uh, the quote unquote leader of the group, he uh, kind of didn't show too much tonight. So yeah, I definitely think that's why he should be least dangerous.
1: He hasn't shown too much in twenty two twenty one episodes, to be honest. All right. Um, <laughs> well, let's this
0: is my first one, so.
1: Uh, right. Okay. Well, my bad. <laughs> um,
3: best match, Souza. Uh, for me, it is Austin and Wyndham at three stars. Austin and Wyndham. All right.
1: Uh, Schiff. Arn and Big Josh. All right.
0: Uh, Mr. Hervey. Uh, I went with Wyndham and Rhodes versus Eaton and Austin.
1: Okay. I am going with Arn and Josh. With Schiff. I mean,
0: that's what Logan with Personally, I went with Josh and Arn with uh, Mr. Schiff. Over. All right.
1: So Josh that's and right, Arn win. Right. So Arn and Josh. All right uh worst match Souza. uh
3: that would be austin and chip no brainer
1: yeah same here austin chip Schiff.
3: austin
0: chip
1: all right Herbie.
0: yeah austin chip unfortunately
1: all right and last but not least on the journey with two episodes to go and we're almost to war
3: games on a scale of one to five Souza. <sighs> It's a tough one because, I mean, we had good promos throughout, but I. I and it, it did advance the storyline more than our last episode, so I feel like I have to go higher. But I, I still feel like they're not really doing enough to really get the point across that, hey, we're going to be in fucking war games in a couple of weeks here. And. Really, no real mention of War Games either. So, that, I think that's kind of weird too that we haven't really mentioned like who's in War Games, what War Games is going to be. Like, no real mention of that. And at this yeah, no point, emphasis. no
1: emphasis.
3: And at this point, we're what, two weeks away, three weeks away? So, uh-huh. that's super. So, I mean, I'll go right down the middle. I'll go two and a half on it.
1: Yep, I'm with you. Two and a half. Sousa or Schiff? This kind of feels like a one and a half to me, to be completely honest. Really? Because I feel like it's better than what last episode was.
2: We got more talk of war games last episode. None of that
1: really lists episode. Mm, I enjoyed the matches a little bit more. Okay, but okay, uh, you, you, Shiffo's going to shift, <laughs> sh- <laughs> shift. Uh, Mister Herbert.
0: <laughs> well, uh, as I would really appreciate to not do math right now, I'm going to also go in two and a half and ignore Mister Shiffo's ratings and just put down two and a half on the master
3: sheet. <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: well, That's he's, been okay. a real, he's been a real prick to me all night. That's so. okay. We've
2: ignored your career the past 30 years.
0: Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I've produced many totally make believe shows. We're,
3: we're doing friends. you a service by having you on this podcast. I'll have you 30. know he produced Scott Bayo is 45.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was great. Wow. Great.
3: VH4
1: who? Classic television. Who the you the fuck never is seen Scott Bayo? You don't know who Scott Bayo is? No. Your face is
0: Scott Bayo. <laughs>
1: Wow! (laughs) all right uh so with that we are going to wrap up this episode and uh yeah two weeks guys episode number uh 22 and uh Mm -hmm. that'll put us one episode away from uh war games and wrapping up the end of the dangerous alliance as we know it so before we go uh i'll go to susa first Sousa, what would you like to plug
3: uh right here you can find me on the extreme three-way dance where we are in nineteen ninety-eight currently, so give that a listen. That's myself, JT and Jenny. Uh speaking of Jenny, her and I are on GC Dub colon a game changing podcast where we cover the world of G C W. So give that a listen or a watch as well on this very feed and find me on Twitter at MSUSA nineteen ninety
2: one. All right, sure. Yeah, just check out all the pods here. Um and on the no so the wrestling feed and the pop feed, I can be found on Twitter at Scott underscore Shuffle. All
1: right, and uh, Mr. Hervey, anything you would like to plug?
0: Nah, honestly, I'm good. Y'all have been real assholes to me all night, so I'm <laughs> gonna leave as quickly as I possibly can by shutting up.
1: All right, I thought maybe you'd want to plug, you know, Wonder Years and Wonder Years. Yeah.
0: I just don't get the feeling you guys are gonna watch. So I don't think this is the audience that I. Oh, really we want. don't
3: care, but we want to help you. You know. I mean, we have you really on the show. You might as well do, plug so something.
0: I, i'm going So I'm just going to stay silent. All
1: right. Uh, would you like to talk about why you and Missy broke up?
0: I'd really like to not talk about it, honestly. Thank you.
1: Do you still own her motorcycle? Yes. Mm. Did Missy give you a case of the Hervey? Uh, possibly. <laughs> All right. Um, as for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shawnee Danger. Uh, that's my Twitter handle uh and i'll po- i'll just pop up on random pods along the way but my main pod is this one uh traders of the lost ark over on the ptbn uh pop feed and nwa crack and roll uh will be returning in june and um mr hurry did logan put any notes about the pod that's coming up after this one or what we're planning to do when this pod ends
0: yeah yeah he did leave me a slight note uh linking up lucha's uh, looking over the history of lucha underground pretty short history but uh we will be diving into that uh y'all will be d- diving into that as soon as uh this pod is over
1: yeah so after uh we get through the next two episodes uh next month uh link it up lucha will be following uh what is it called link what is it called linking
0: up lucha that's great
1: all right linking up lucha will be coming out uh so is it going to be coming out the month after this pod ends is that the plan Absolutely. All right. So uh, we look forward to that. I actually look forward to that because I have not watched any Lucha Underground with the exception of one match on YouTube or So i um, definitely looking forward to that. So with that, I am Sean Kidd. He is Matt Souza. He is Scott Shiflet, And uh, Mr. Hervey, uh, even though we were not very nice to you, we were uh, glad that you could join us tonight. Um, but we look forward to Logan being back on because we all hate you and uh, wish you the best.
0: Well, that's just not very nice, but at the same time, you are having All right. We'll see you all in two weeks. Good night, everybody.
3: And Morgan attacks my organs My slow flow is euphoric It's like I'm rapping orphans I made a pact with the devil That says I let you take me You let me take a shovel Dig up the corpse A Jack Kevorkian Go back and it. More beef than you can pack a fork it. I'm living the life of the infinite enemy down My tenement chimney now they send me some remedy pals Spin them around Entering in the vicinity now nah, it's calling him in but he threw the candy And eat the rap i shoot him up and spit it him out Girl, up, not kick it down He's looking around this club And it looks like people are having a shit pick now Yeah, little ch to trailer trash Take a look who's back and tick the town Activator. Meaning I'm on fire off the top. Might wanna back up data. Rolling over here, hop in a verbal tractor trailer. Homie, they sick. You can normally ask a hater. Don't make sense. It's these shell cases, it's just like a bag of paper. Drop to the lap of an activator. Homie, they sick.